And we're back with our fourth and goal interview. Tonight's guests are Mr. Matt Wilson of the Mexico City Aztecs and Jed Christie of the Indiana Indianapolis Spitfire. How y'all doing tonight? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, doing good, Ashley. Fantastic, gentlemen. Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be with me tonight. And we're going to go ahead and get started with your interview. Um, so this question is for both of you. Who are you and what do you do for the SFL? And I'll start with you first, Matt. Well, I'm Matt Wilson. I'm the uh, quarterback for the Mexico City Aztecs. I'm also the co-owner of the Mexico City Aztecs. I'm also on the broadcast team. So I do a little bit of everything in the SFL. Fantastic. All right. And what about you, Jet? Yeah, I'm Jack Christie. I'm the general manager and also playing wide receiver for the Indianapolis Spitfire. Uh, recently just joined the beat writing team trying to get more involved in the league also. Fantastic. And can you give me like some personal details about yourself? It doesn't have to be too long. Um, I'll start with you first, Jet. Like, who are you as a just a regular person? Yeah, so a uh, recent college grad uh, living and working in Indianapolis. Uh, working in uh, retail management until I can find something um, more along what I went to school for. But uh, I wouldn't say I'm a huge sports fan overall, but overall a big football fan, definitely NFL fan and Colts. So SFL has been right up my alley there. Okay, sounds good. And what about you, Matt? Gosh, man, I'm, I feel like an old person in this league. I'm 37 years old, which nobody usually guesses or like, oh, you're 16? Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> um, me, uh, job-wise, you know, I'm still looking. I've had my issues up and down. I'm sure people know about my uh, health situation. So, um, But I have uh, three associate's degrees, uh, one in IT, one in computer networking, one in psychology, and I have a uh, bachelor's degree in information technology from the uh, Rochester Institute of Technology. So... I'm well educated. I just need to find the right fit for me. But I am definitely a huge football fan and a huge sports fan in general. Um, I actually met uh, Buffalo Bills quarterback Jim Kelly, and while high on uh, some kind of pain medication, told him that uh, when you guys lost that first Super Bowl, I cried like a baby. And his reply to me was, "A lot of us cried." So had a little bit of uh, therapy right there. So. Good little story, but yeah, definitely involved in this league, definitely enjoy football, so glad to be here. Fantastic, and so how long have you been in the league, Matt? Uh, well, I've been watching the league since season four, and I was drafted the last pick of season six in the first ever SFL draft, so yeah. I'm Mr. Irrelevant, supposedly. Oh, uh-oh, Garen... You know, Garen Malone is Mr. Relevant, so I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Yeah, yeah. Us Mr. Relevant are pretty good, yeah. <laughs> All right, and Jet, how long have you been in the league? This is gonna sound embarrassing, right? Coming right after Matt, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's been around since season four. I would say I've been around since week four. Uh, I'm <laughs> super new to the to the league in general. Uh, just kinda got everything thrown at me once and I've just been kinda loving it. Awesome. Learning on the fly, huh? Oh, yeah. Hey, well, it seems like you're doing a pretty good job, man. I, You know, that's how you have to learn sometimes. You know, they pick the right man for yeah. the job. 
So what I appreciate you, that. Yeah, anytime. So what do you guys like about the SFL? And I'll start with you first, Jet, on this one. So the first thing I noticed when I came in was uh, really how deep it was. Uh, I know there's like uh, a lot going on with Cam doing everything manually, updating the rosters and everything like that. Uh, a feature that APF they're just not using in franchise mode. They're just using all the exhibition play nows and keeping track of the steps manually and doing everything that way. And it's just so deep. And every day I've been here, it's just like learning more and more that goes into it. It's, it's honestly crazy. Mm-hmm. You can. It's easy to get sucked in, definitely. It is. And then uh, all the community has been awesome. Like, that's what really keeps you hooked. You know, you come in for the football, but then you start making connections and talking to people. And I got lucky coming in with a group of uh, rookies all at the same time who've been really active and been really been growing in the league together, and that's been awesome to be a part of. Definitely. And what about you, Matt? What do you like about the SFL? Well, I've said this in my Hall of Fame speech, but I never got a chance to play any kind of organized football, being in a wheelchair, being quadriplegic. You don't kind of get those opportunities in life. So for me, hearing my name called, being able to make great plays in the field, being able to win an SFL championship when I never would have had that kind of opportunity in real life is uh, just means a whole heck of a lot. And so I've expanded my role just to help the league further and to just try to help my team win anyway I can so I'm just glad to be here yes and we're glad to have you man definitely um what is your most memorable SFL moment and I'll start with you first Matt uh well that's the moment man there's been <laughs> so many seasons and so many games but again I'll go back to my Hall of Fame speech Cam mentioned it there was this um my first season in the SFL when I was playing for the then Santa Fe Gorillas, uh, I had an 18-point comeback in the fourth quarter against Carolina. Mm. And that was really my first taste of, you know, the whole experience being, you know, getting called by Cam and just crazy moments in the final 30 seconds. It was just, it was amazing. And then uh, that's when I had a talk with him afterwards. And, like, he always likes to bring up telling him my story and why it meant so much to me. And, you know, that was the start of our relationship. And that's really, like I said, how I really got me hooked into the league. If I wasn't sucked in before, I was really sucked in then. Mm-hmm. I got you. And what about you, Jet, so far? What else? Uh, so, most memorable, I think I'm going to stick with Matt's name here and because uh, being in the first season, like everything that happens so early on is going to stick with you early, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, a big part of what happened this season was uh, coming on, being hired by James Richards, the owner of, of Indianapolis, and then two weeks later having a big turnaround and ownership change and just learning how to deal with switching from somebody who brought you on initially and then your new owner is someone you, you barely talked to and barely know yet. And taking that all in stride is a bit of a challenge, and that's going to be sticking with me throughout my career. I think it's really going to shape like how I'm going to handle things moving forward. Okay, and speaking of mid- moving, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to add to that. I've never had to deal with that. I've been with Ramos since season six. The funny thing about Ramos is, you know, I heard him talk once or twice. They used to do these SFL ads for their team, and I heard him talking. I'm like. 
Well, this guy's from Mexico, but he speaks really good English, and he sounds like he's about 35. And you know, I can relate to a guy like that. I was about that age a couple of years ago. So I go to talk to him. I join the team, and I find out at the time when I joined back in season six, he was only 17 years old. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. But, 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 but that season, he had went to the he had lost the SFL championship as his first season as an owner at 17 years old. Wow. And then we, we eventually won it at 19 when, when we were at season nine. That's when we won it. So, you know, there, there's a guy that's, you know, I've been through thick and thin with him. And, you know, he's very, very mature and very, very responsible for someone that he's 21 now, but back when he was 17. Yikes. So I don't have that perspective of changing ownership. If I'm a co-owner, I guess I won't have to, mm-hmm. at least for now. But I don't know, just a little different, a little different perspective. Is it doesn't matter where you come from or how old you are or how much experience you have. It's if you're committed and dedicated, you can do great things with this league. Yes, you are correct. Definitely. Um, where do you see yourself in five years, SFL-related and life-related, Matt? Ah, oh, man. Life-related, I don't know. I just got to take things as they come day by day. I try not to look too far into the future because, I mean, it could be really great or it could be really depressing. You just With, with my situation, I just, like I say, I, I, I take things in, sh- I, of course, I have a long-term plan, but take things in short chunks. I think people get too wrapped up in the, sometimes in the long-term, and they just get, I don't know, overloaded and worried and, you know, it's not, life's not worth it. Just enjoy it. So, as far as SFL related, um, you know, hopefully I'll still be around. I'll probably be retired by then, depending on what they decide to do with certain systems within the game. Um, but, I'll probably have another player by then. But, we'll see. So, hopefully I'm still in the league, and hopefully I'm still doing good things within the league in five years. Fantastic. And, Jet, where do you see yourself in five years? And in life, um, in, in SFL and in real life. Yeah, so in, in real life, I'm really just looking to, to get my feet on the ground, you know, try to find a job, uh, doing something I went to school for, you know, and I, I realize that that's not always easy and takes, takes a bit of a time, but, you know, that's a long-term goal I've been look, looking forward to. I know Matt said that he's had some issues with that as well, and I've, I've heard of everyone else that I've come out of college with having those issues so, so I'm prepared for putting the work in wherever I need to put it in until I get that get to get to where I want to be with that yeah um, sometimes you have to yeah. oh sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no go ahead but yeah sometimes in life that I've learned is you have to pivot like I went to school for IT but I've gotten other jobs tutoring I've gotten jobs uh, doing other things where you have to definitely be just in life well-rounded as, as far as, you know, your strengths. You know, you have to know that, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good at IT, but I'm also good at English, I'm also good at history, and I'm also, so, you know, sometimes a job will come around that maybe isn't quite what your degree is for, but it's actually more fulfilling than you would think, and something that, you know, you could enjoy for the rest of your life, because you work pretty much half your life, so you might as well enjoy it. Yeah, I've kind of found that already with my degree. I went to school for interactive media doing uh coding for for apps and websites and front-end design and yeah. things like that mm-hmm. and already i can kind of tell i'm not even sure if that's something i want to be doing the rest of my life so mm-hmm. life throws cruise balls at you you just got to be ready for them oh yeah all day 
How do you guys handle adversity? Just in in, in the league or in life? And I'm curious to know, but Jet, how do you handle adversity? Well, adversity in, in life, you know, it's always just about taking it one day at a time. You know, uh, sometimes the money's not there for your bills or, you know, you get up for work and your car won't start. You don't know how to handle that. You're worried about losing your job. You're worried about paying your rent and everything like that. It's just one day at a time. Because when you start thinking too big picture, it gets, it gets kind of cloudy and it's easy to dig yourself in a hole mentally that way. But just taking things, you know, one challenge at a time, it's just like it's a lot. Like these bite-sized chunks that you're biting off in life are just a lot easier to manage. Mm-hmm. Very true. And Matt, how do you handle adversity? And that's uh, that's not just limited to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean that that is my life is adversity. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Um, you know, I went from gosh. Uh, being almost dead at birth to walking around a bit to being pretty much a quadriplegic to, I mean, I was in the hospital for seven months. I almost died in the hospital. Um, so I've, I've had lots and lots of adversity, but like I, like I said before, um, just have to take it as it comes and look at things as positively as you can. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're party and your mind just say, I just can't, I just can't deal with this anymore. And that's when you have to have your, a strong support system to help you because you can't take all that burden on by yourself. And luckily I have people in my life that support me and help me. And I don't think I could function without those people. Beautiful, beautifully put, Matt. Thank you so much, man, for sharing that. Um, Next question, kind of uh, a little different. So if Cam came to us and said, hey, I have, I'm going to start a new team, what would the new team's name and logo be? And how about you start first, Matt? Man, name and logo. That's a tough one. I, I could say, I mean... I think those are things you really have to think about as far as, um, because it's got to make sense within the league. It's got to make sense, but I'd love to have a team. And there's already a team in Buffalo. I'd love to have a team in Syracuse. I have season tickets for the uh, Syracuse Orange football team. So, uh, but again, I, I so that would be my choice in location, perhaps. I, I finally, I joined the Aztecs. Actually, I joined the uh, Santa Fe Gorillas before they went to Mexico City Aztecs because they had orange and blue uniforms just like Syracuse. But Ramos moved <laughs> and changed it. Girl. We do have the throwbacks, though, and you'll see them this Friday, so everyone look out. Uh, you can't take those away from me. So I, I don't know what I would call a team in Syracuse, but uh, mm-hmm. it, I think it's more location and something that's, you know, close to you. And if you have that passion for your team, then it'll rub off on everything else in your organization. Okay, I got you. I got you. I've been hearing um, Portland lately. Everybody wants a team out of Portland for some reason. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of stuff about the Pacific Northwest, I think. Mm-hmm. So, Jet, what do you think? Uh, I also think it, it comes down to who the owner is. I think mm-hmm. a good model to follow is, is someone like Jeremy in Denver. 
Mm-hmm. It was uh, really taking it upon himself, trying to get after local sponsorships and things like that. So uh, an owner that has a team close to where he's from, that he needs close by, and we can really make those local connections, I think would be a big deal. Um, I got lucky enough, came into the league and immediately searched out a team in Indianapolis because that's my hometown and found one mm-hmm. and, and got on board there. Um, as for a new team, I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised in the Midwest, so Midwestern cities are always going to be a soft spot for me. Um, I, I read about Minneapolis having a team, and that was before my time. Uh, obviously before my time, anything before this season is before my time, but the old Minneapolis Maulers, I think coming in having an old team be revived like that would be cool to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Those teams give me nightmares. They won, <laughs> won a couple championships. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Dallas Roughnecks, personally. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, they beat our butts weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm reading. So as I'm, as I'm, you know, interviewing people and diving down into everyone's stats, I'm starting to understand which teams were more dominant, you know, back then and even now. And it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's, it's a lot to learn, but it's fun, you know. Um, this is the last question, guys. And this is kind of individualized questions because, um, of course, Matt, you've been here for the longest and Jet, you just got here. So, Matt, my question for you is, um, how have you grown in your position as co-owner? And what can you do differently to be better, for to, just to be better in general? Uh, as co-owner, I mean, uh, you know, I, 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 Ramos brought me on because he was a little bit disorganized in his roster planning the way he was. At the time, there was, we did players, players were created a different way and we didn't have progression, but things were still falling through the cracks that I noticed. And then uh, as things changed, like I say, I just try to make sure that the team is put together the best it can be. And, um, I mean, I think you can always improve mm-hmm. communication with people. Uh, make sure your players all know what's going on. If they forget, if it's like Tuesday and, and progressions due on Tuesday night, make sure you contact players and say, hey, gently, hey, dude, don't forget your progression. It's really important on the, for the team. Um, so just, I think in general, you just got to, if you have a disagreement with someone, do it. And this has been an issue with wide sometimes is you know do it respectfully do it behind the scenes don't bring it out in the open because you know we don't need any of that negativity around here mm-hmm. this should be a positive place and if you have a disagreement be civil and act like adults don't act like children right. people could, it doesn't matter how old or young you are you can act eight to ten years old um i've seen it so just i mean this isn't me specifically but in general just everyone Try to be on your best P's and Q's. Act like adults. Act like this is a business as far as being professional. Mm-hmm. And just have fun with it. And it shouldn't be a chore and it shouldn't be a negative. And if it's a negative for you, which if it's too much of a strain for you, then, you know, just bow out gracefully. Don't tear the whole place down with you. So mm-hmm. that's advice I would give for me or anybody else. It's just act your best, be positive, be constructive, but, you know, Whatever happens, happens, and just enjoy it. All right. Wise words. Thank you so much. And Jet, since this is your first year in the league, 
um tell me about your experience as gm and what will you do differently next season in comparison to this one yeah so one one thing i'm remembering when uh just trying to get better at the job is to sit back and listen like this is a great opportunity to to hear from the mind of someone who's been around a while like that i think this is really awesome that you got both of us on the call together it gives me a really cool learning opportunity mm-hmm. to, to listen to how, how someone who's been so successful for so long in the league does it beautiful well i'm glad that we were able to make it you know happen and i think we all have a lot to learn from that you know and from the um players that have been in the league for the longest you know they know how it goes they know what you should spend your points on what's gonna help the team and what's not so you know just listen to um your veterans they have your best interests at heart especially you know on your teams but this is the end of the interview guys oh go ahead i'm sorry go ahead so do your owners in general and so do your gms you know um it's not all about me 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 uh i said that my hall of fame speech back yeah the old system of player creation is uh, I saw the way the roster was set up, and I said, well, I don't need to be a gold quarterback. I could be a bronze quarterback and promote Ray Bentley to a gold running back. And one of the reasons we won the championship in season nine is because I I said, I don't have to be as good. I don't need to pass for this many yards. So, yeah. like I say, don't, don't be selfish as a player. If, it, if the team, if it's better for the team for you to do this than this, even though it doesn't look as good to you as your, indi- your own individual player, always consider your team as a whole. Winning is important. Making the playoffs is important. That's all I care about. I don't care what you can do what you want with my player, but I care more about my team. And I think that's a good attitude for any player to have. Be a team player. Yeah, yes. I think that's coming to play for me. Uh, learning as a GM, like coming in as a big football fan, you know, GMs is like the talent scouts, these evaluators that go out and watch people's performance on the field and try to figure out how that's going to fit in their system. And then coming into the SFL, it's really, being a GM is a lot more about scouting personalities than it is scouting talent. So when you're looking, yep. going through the chat and you're talking to these guys, you're looking for those kind of guys that are going to be team first and help the team out with their position changes and where their value lies at. I just think that that's a really big contrast to how the NFL or other other big leagues work. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see people people draft for personality a lot of times too um, in the NFL. Like you don't want a diva that's going to be complaining to the coach, complaining to the mm-hmm. players. It just it it drags down morale. I mean. Look what happened with someone like Keyshawn Johnson throw me the darn ball, you know. Yeah. He, he, he he had to you know a kind of a rough career because he couldn't shut his mouth and be a team player and just try his hardest. And you know, if you wanted to air out his dirty laundry, do it in private, like I said before, and not do it on the field and with your teammates and with your coaches, where everyone's looking and everyone can see it. So I think that translates to both professional sports and the SFL. So, I think that's kind of funny you brought up Keyshawn Johnson that's actually who my player is based off of in terms <laughs> of height weight height weight number not necessarily his, his attitude but the way he plays on well, the field that's, that's kind of how Jack Christie's model yeah well I mean in real sports you can have all the athletic ability in the world but if you don't have the drive like someone like Jerry Rice, not the most physically imposing player, didn't have the greatest 40, but that man worked his butt off. He, he tr- 
trained hard. He didn't cause much drama. He's the greatest wide receiver in NFL history. Not because he ran a four two forty, but because you know he he listened to his teammates. He didn't shout down Joe Montana. You know he didn't. Uh, he just worked on his worked on his craft, mastered his craft, worked within his system, did the best he could, and look where it ended up. You know you don't hear too be, too many bad things talked about with Jerry Rice, but a lot of other guys you do, and then they just kind of flame out. So. Jerry good, Rice good, Rice good lessons Rice from Rice. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> I said Jerry Wright doesn't mustache blonde either. <laughs> Topical reference towards Antonio Brown, though. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But guys, that was that was it's it, that was fun. This is the end of the interview. Actually, um, it, it seemed to come up kind of quick. You know, guess time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I normally give my guests the last word at this point. Um, Matt, since I know you got to go, um, you have a meeting, I'm going to let you go first. Um, just whatever you want to talk about. This is your moment. Um, shout outs, songs, poems, whatever you want to do, go for it. Yeah, I'll just thank the people in the league. Uh, thank Cam for creating the league. Thank you know Ramos for putting up with me for all these years for like an old married couple now. Um, uh, Mike Daggs, the uh, head of uh, broadcasting, also my best friend since we were in, uh, gosh, fourth grade. So we've been friends for over 25 years. So he's always been there for me and uh, I couldn't do it without him. So, and my teammates and my team and, Go Aztecs this week. We got some uh, sharks to, I don't know, hopefully do something. Well, I don't know what to do with sharks. What do you do? Hope we don't get bitten by them. Right? That shark tank is nothing to play with. Are you Are you guys playing at home? No, we're playing. Uh, yeah, we're playing at home. Okay. So. Okay. And we're, and we're, and we're, and we're rolling out the. Uh, the Santa Fe Gorilla Throwbacks. If anyone wants to see the the all orange old school Santa Fe uh, jerseys from seasons past, uh, check them out. I think we're playing Friday night. Sounds good. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm usually I usually watch all of the games. You know, at least I try to. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, and Jet. Yeah, I uh, I want to shout out my guys in Indianapolis. Uh, We've kind of been through a lot this season, honestly. It seems like there's been a lot of turnover, you know, early on in the roster before I even came on board. There was turnover, and then there's turnover with, with ownership, and then the coaches and everything just kind of been an up-and-down season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not sitting where we want to be at right now in terms of the standings, but we got a win last week, and that, that felt good to kind of re-energize it. Uh, I just want to thank all those guys for having me come on board in the middle of the season and them really, you know, accepting me and not being standoffish about some guy joining the league and coming in and taking over as GM of their team. And, you know, just the way they, they brought me in has been really awesome. Beautiful. And I'm glad everything is working out. And you got to think of your, you know, your team as like Phoenixes, you know, you guys rising through the ashes, you know, so you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I believe in what Alan's doing as an owner and as a coach. And I, I definitely see success in the future. Fantastic, man. Well, thank you guys so much for being on with me tonight. I do appreciate it. You are invited back anytime you want to come. 
Um, I will be doing this also in the off season. So if you guys have any announcements you want to make or, you know, just want to talk about anything, just call me, let me know. You can be on the podcast. Okay. All right. No days off, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Hey, I understand, man. I definitely understand. But all right. Y'all have a good night and I'll see you out on the field. See ya.